Welcome to the Circular Economy Show podcast by the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. I'm Emily, the finance lead at the foundation, and I'm your host for this episode. During this podcast, I'll be joined by Gianmarco, Luigi and Cristina from the Italian bank Intesa San Paolo. Later on, you'll hear from Cristina, who works on strategic initiatives at the bank, speaking about the critical connection between the circular economy, biodiversity loss and climate mitigation in relation to finance, as well as Luigi, who is head of Circular Economy Desk, who will describe how Intesa supports its clients on their circular economy journey. But first... The circular economy has been a strategic priority for Intesa San Paolo for a number of years. As part of that, last year, they renewed their circular economy credit facility, called the Plafond, for another 8 billion euros, the biggest of its kind in the world. I kicked off the conversation by asking Jean-Marco, head of strategic marketing and ESG initiatives, how the bank finances circular economy businesses and what they need from companies that they give loans to. The role of the bank has completely changed from being a kind of a super hyper regulator on financial markets to a trusted advisor because we do push the fact that circular economy model is fundamental for economic development in order to generate positive environmental and social impact because it's all about redesign of industrial processes and business models. We are all aware of this and we're pushing really hard in order to make a cultural change because we are a system bank. We are the most important bank in Italy, but we are in the top three in Europe. And therefore, we feel the responsibility not only to finance, but to drive them towards change. But talking about a bit uh, uh, about numbers, uh, uh, we have been allocating during this business plan that started last year and we will ending up uh, next year, um, uh, around 8 billion completely and fully dedicated uh, to the circular economy. I don't want to run too much uh, through the numbers, but let me say that uh, uh, since uh, 2022, we uh, assessed uh, 624 projects and validated for an amount of 15.6 billion. And again, we are very proud of the fact that uh, talking about benchmarking and talking about uh, even other banks, uh, uh, we are uh, just a few having uh, such important focus. Uh, this is not only a competitive advantage that we want, of, of course, to have inside the business, but because we truly believe that this is an extremely part, important part uh, of the banking side in order to the risk. Uh, uh, and uh, and therefore to, to push forward to the next level of decarbonization and evolution. Great, thank you. And, I'm, and while we're on the numbers, I also want to get down to the individual company level. So, you know, when you pr- provide a loan um, to a company um, with the plafond, you know, what do the you know what do you ask of the companies, and what do they need to um, report back to demonstrate that they they are actually driving progress towards a circular economy in their business. Well, we have a, a framework that we have created together, no, inspired by by uh, together with the Mercato Foundation, uh, and we have a set of information. It's very detailed that is included in this framework uh, because this, uh, not for all the projects, is linked to a, a credit and incentivization pre- um, framework. 
where we can provide funds uh, at a lower rate uh, compared to the rate in other uh, inputs uh, that is very important uh, to the counterparty. Therefore, there are a set of rules we have in order to define what is, I, I, I think is circular and to finance this. So companies get a lower rate of interest, so preferential financing, and also um, if they meet certain circular economy eligibility criteria. Luigi, so what happens when a company comes to you and they don't already meet that, that criteria? How can you still support them on their circular economy journey? Yeah, um, it, in, um, I mean, speaking specifically of our credit offer, uh, in this San Paolo, the bank has set up a team of circular experts uh, called the Circular Economy Desk within the Innovation Center of the Banking Group. Uh, this desk provides technical support to our colleagues in the business units uh, or directly to the client. Uh, we used to help uh, colleagues or directly the client to improve their uh, awareness regarding circular economy. Uh, so, for example, uh, our technical advisory can be oriented to highlight, let's say, some circular pieces of the sustainability strategy of our clients, as it may be common uh, to find some companies already applying a circular strategy without explicitly calling it circular. There are also several uh, ways uh, um, for Intesa San Paolo to support its clients uh, uh, that don't initially meet uh, our circular economy eligibility criteria. I think that uh, they can be summarized in four main uh, impact areas, let's say. We have first the uh, education side, the capacity building area, um, in particular through our innovation center and its circular economy lab, we have developed training programs for our clients and workshops to, uh, to upskill employees and management uh, in the circular economy theory, let's say. Uh, secondly, uh, uh, the area of advisory and assessment services. Uh, again, through our circular economy lab, we developed uh, uh, an in-depth assessment uh, of the company's circularity level, looking both at its supply chain and business model to identify gaps and areas uh, where circular uh, principles can be applied. And also uh, we have the uh, networking and collaboration side, uh, in third, the third area, uh, so to connect companies with other businesses and organizations, we think that it is truly uh, crucial um, also to, to, to match companies that are applying circular economy strategies successfully with companies that want, uh, that are looking for uh, new ways and business models in the circular uh, framework. And uh, lastly, I would say, uh, in general, advisory services regarding the strategy of our client, as I mentioned uh, before, we have the opportunity to uh, uh, influence and to orient the uh, strategy of our clients uh, towards a more circular um, future. So it sounds like you develop a really you know, deep relationship with these companies and clients and really support their transition um, and encourage them to, to, to embed circular economy within their strategy and business model. 
And I wanted to get to sort of the heart of the economics question, which I know that it, you know, is a challenge for many businesses, is that to transition a business model, you need to invest. It's going to cost money. But you know, how do you see businesses actually transitioning their business model from linear to circular and doing that in a profitable way and, and making more money over the long term? Yeah, in my experience, uh, I would say that uh, it is easy for uh, a client to understand the potential in terms also of uh, economic potential. The environmental side is quite uh, uh, clear regarding the circular economy. Uh, in terms of uh, um, the economic side, uh, it is easy to understand that uh, the company can get some benefits in terms of saving, for example, uh, regarding the input side of a production cycle using recycled materials or recovering uh, the, the, the scraps that you have within a production process. Uh, the uh, real challenge is to um, invest in a complete uh, let's say, evolution of the strategy itself, of a business model of a company. Here, we have the real challenge where we uh, are facing some, uh, uh, I mean, tough discussion with our clients when you are talking about changing the entire business model. Uh, I think that uh, here, thanks to the experience of the LMA Carter Foundation and the network uh, around the foundation itself, uh, we can be uh, inspired uh, uh, thanks to the experience of big corporates that are, are uh, practically changing uh, their business model. If I'm uh, thinking, for example, about the fashion industry, um, or the energy industry. Here we have some real good uh, experiences and best practice that can inspire especially the small and medium enterprises uh, uh, sides of the market. And Gianmarco, I want to also ask you to elaborate on that a little bit and know about the benefits of, you know, the financial benefits of transitioning to circular business model that you really see um, from your side. As uh, uh, Luigi has correctly uh, highlighted, of course, it takes time because for, to go from linear to circular, it takes a lot. It takes a, a huge investment. It needs to be done in phases. Uh, but it absolutely something that um, we did. We, we did so many uh, trades with so many clients deploying a, a huge amount of money. There is an ongoing debate very rapidly. I just want to to finish with this uh, about uh, uh, in, in general circular is uh, it, it is uh, um, economic on the economy point of view on yield uh, um, more profitable or less profitable in this case the answer is uh, let's uh, distinguish the new term the short term is term is, is something that we is truly uh, tremendous in terms of uh, a target objectives and longer term, because probably in the shorter term, there could be a negative carry in terms of yield, even on the bank side and even on the investor side. But in this case, this is the only way we can make a change. Therefore, maybe we could have a burden to accept in the shorter term in terms of yields, but this is the correct way in order to make money in the longer term. So, you know, there might be a short 
you know, a short term time when it's more expensive or it costs more and there's that need for investment. But really, we need to look at the long term to see the benefits. And, and we expect those businesses to be lower risk and more resilient and, 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 and profitable over the longer term. And I think one of the impacts that we could already look at in the shorter term is the link to climate, which I wanted to talk to you about, Christina. Now, do you, now, do you see this link to climate in, in the work that you do between circular economy and climate? And how do you embed that in your long term strategy? Well, I, I do believe that the circular economy and climate are strongly interconnected. And most of all, I believe that circular economy can be one of the main drivers and accelerator to achieve the climate and biodiversity goals, such as, for example, uh, the reaching net zero uh, in terms of GHG emissions. Uh, well, as you already know, the circular economy aims to eliminate the, 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 the concept of waste and to reduce the need for new resource extraction. And this approach can significantly mitigate climate change, preventing the pollution of natural ecosystems, lowering the demand for raw materials, uh, including fossil fuels, and um, increasing resilience to the physical effects to climate change. With this in mind, um, we have two main objectives. Uh, first of all, to accelerate the achievement of net zero. Um, as part of the Net Zero Banking Alliance, we have set ambitious targets by 2030 in terms of financed emissions reductions uh, in uh, high-emitting sectors like uh, oil and gas, automotive, power generation, and coal mining. Um, and we have already achieved an overall reduction of more than 60% in absolute emissions in these sectors. And as well, we are also committed in protecting and restoring natural capital. Um, for example, through a dedicated biodiversity policy we are working on. And the second objective is to support clients through the ESG and climate transition, and primarily to sustainable lending, of course, and the credit facility fully dedicated to the circular economy. We have also decided to adopt a priority ESG uh, scoring methodology um, to properly analyzing and, uh, let's say, assessing uh, the sustainability profile of our customers. And uh, this ESG score is uh, um, uh, composed by over 100 quantitative KPIs and uh, it is uh, used for both uh, uh, corporate and SME clients. And uh, some of these KPIs refers entirely to uh, circular economy, some of them to climate change mitigation adaptation, some to biodiversity, and so on. Can I just unpick um, what you said there about integration of ESG scores, environmental social governance scores into um, the sort of credit risk rating of, of companies? Can you just um, explain that a little bit, what that means and what, I know, from also how a circular economy is integrated into that? Yeah, uh, the ESG score um, is a, a, a very important instrument to understand um, the, the profile of the a sustainable profile of the customer, and it helps us in uh, giving 
credits to that, to, I mean, to, to borrow money to clients. And uh, um, it's like, it's something uh, very new since, uh, um, it, it, I mean, in, in, the, in the credit process, it's uh, um, another uh, little step that can give us uh, a, a very holistic view of the company. And so we can, with this, we, um, let's say, uh, um, can uh, support the clients that uh, it somehow are also um, uh, joining our view on climate, on circular and uh, on sustainability in general. And this means that then you can offer them, that they, you can prove that they are lower risk companies and then you can offer them um, lower interest rates on their, their loans. Brilliant. I wanted to end by by asking about um, the circular economy narrative. And Jean-Marc, I know you uh, mentioned this at the beginning, saying you were one of the only banks, if not the only bank, who were talking about circular economy. Um, so you know, in your opinion, is the narrative out there on circular economy clear enough um, and reaching the right people? And you know, what needs to change? Well, I think that uh, a very good job has been made uh, um, in the recent years about the narrative on circular economy, especially in Europe. Um, the main effort in terms of communication, I guess, uh, has been made to change the perception uh, of the circular economy as a recycling topic. Um, but we cannot stop here. Um, we, we need to more, to do more in the future. And in my opinion, the narrative could, uh, be more focused on uh, three main aspects. Uh, first of all, the strategic and economic importance of the circular economy. Uh, just think about the economic impact in terms of savings, uh, that comes from maximizing resource efficiency or uh, the geopolitical importance of uh, circular practices in the procurement of raw materials. Secondly, the regenerative effect uh, of the circular economy. Uh, this concept is becoming fundamental. And uh, in this sense, I think uh, probably people need to somehow be re-educated to um, the value of products. And in, in, in this scenario, um, I think it's quite interesting, the concept of materials as a, a service um, and uh, the analogy with the financial uh, industry. Um, just let me explain it in a few words. Um, the regeneration concept of circular economy foresees that people should borrow materials from the hurt and return them with interest. And as with the bank loan, uh, the borrower uh, has to return the capital to the lender plus uh, a portion of interest that um, covers the, the risk that the credit institution has taken in lending that initial capital. Um, this is exactly what should happen in the relationship between uh, humanity and nature. And, but in reality, uh, we get a loan from the earth and we pay back uh, lost capital and zero interest. I really like that analogy that regeneration is like paying back our loan to planet earth with interest. I think that's a really, really nice um, way to think about it. Intesa's approach is grounded in making the economics work. 
And critically, they are placing the circular economy at the heart of the bank's de-risking strategy. The Plafond is one of the largest pots of money dedicated to the circular economy. And we heard how Intesa works with businesses at various points on their circular economy journey to support them in becoming more fundable. By putting the role circular economy plays in tackling the climate crisis and biodiversity loss at the forefront of their work, they are also offering a significant pool for businesses to engage too. Intesa San Paolo really is leading the pack and we hope many more banks adopt similar approaches to support businesses in their loan book to transition. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Circular Economy Show podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll speak to you next time.